Five. The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. 67th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. My Houston Texans select Davis Mills, QB from Stanford. Go Texans, baby. All right, so now what's up with that? I mean, what's up with the Texans not having any choices in the first and second round? And then when they finally get one, they choose a quarterback. What is up with that? I cannot stress this question enough. What is up with that? Let me, hold on. Let me go ahead and put another accent on on another one of the words. What is up with that? Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and okay, we get it, but we'll tell you what's up with that. I don't think you'll like it. Hey, let's do this. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Or is it? Diabolical! Diabolical! <laughs> Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on, sort of, for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart. Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. You want to get in today, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You are good to go. Twitter's at Fred Bauer, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Or watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. It's a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome weekend. Texans didn't. My, no, my, well, we kind of knew they wouldn't. No, but they made it worse. Uh, my betting didn't, so there was that. And Aaron's off to a slow start. Mandaloon. <laughs> well, we were talking about that before the oh. show. He really should have won that race. He it, really should have. Uh, and like we talked about him Friday when you were, so, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I like the name of this thing. So he had one bad race last time out. In the Louisiana Derby. And every- you said, you told me if I'm willing to throw that race out. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I didn't see that race. It's out. <laughs> it doesn't exist to me. Yeah. Mandaloon's winning this yeah. bitch. And, uh, and he almost did. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted enough to make me money. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, it, and you know, if the jockey hadn't have been jabbing yet another syringe into the winner in the stretch, then uh, he probably gets by him. But that one made me some money, too. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah. It's actually... It's um neither my horse. I, I had probably the worst derby I've had ever because I didn't even hit. I hit one undercard race with a favorite. This was the best derby I've ever had. There you go. To be honest, you know, I mean, to, I'll have to use your picks for next year's. <laughs> uh, but but I already I've already started looking at the Preakness and I feel really good about it. So there's that. But uh, uh yeah, I mean the two horses I had, neither one of them ran a step, and um yeah. You know, but the the way the track was playing, this is kind of a kind of a, a tactical error on my part is. One of the reasons why I wanted to be able to update things was a lot of times you start watching the races and you realize, boy, this track is really fast today. Whoever makes the lead is probably winning this race. Yeah. And I mean, there was a race on the undercard where it was a mile race and and this horse just set ridiculous fractions and never stopped. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out who's going to make the lead. I thought one of my horses would make, would at least be close. And no, his jockey decided, no, let's take him back. Why not? He broke great. He's right there. 
I'm a genius. Let's go 10 links back. Okay, fine. Well, I had 7, 8, 11, 15 was my, uh, that, that was, those were my horses. Yeah. Seven and eight, well, eight, seven, finished one, two. Fifteen and eleven finished second to last and third to last. So they finished, uh, uh, King Fury got scratched, thank God, or he probably would have finished dead last. Yeah, uh, that, but that, that kind of threw the race off for me, too, because that's a horse I like the best going in. They finished 17 and 18, Rock Your World and Dynamic One. Uh, so I was either right on it or way off it. But they weren't last. They weren't last, thanks to Soup and Sandwich, who, like... See, that was one thing I was right about. That horse was a total toss-out. They didn't had even no show that him. horse finish. Like, they, like normally, you see, like... No, he had, he had to call an Uber. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see the horses, the winner come across, and then, you know, they'll run a few more in, and so you get the win place show. Now, win place show and uh, fourth place were all, like, right on each other. It was a very close yeah, race. Yeah. And then after that, there was a bit of a gap. And then there was a bunch of horses piled up that, like, I don't know how they decide. I, I don't. I, I'm actually. I, you can answer this. Like, is there a difference in your payout if you finish eighth versus twelfth? No, no. Top, okay. Yeah. There's uh, five places get paid. Okay. Basically. So all those eight through like fifteen was all about the same, and then finally comes in fifteen and eleven. And they never even showed that soup and sandwich horse. They, they were just like, well. Uh, this one didn't make it. I don't know what happened, but it didn't make it. But I was uh, I was quite pleased with myself. I would have been more pleased had Mandaloon won it. I would have felt like a genius, like the time when I picked Drosselmeyer. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a pick. Uh, but uh, you know, it it still felt pretty. It good. still was that, a good pick. I mean, they, those no were question. my those were my two favorites. So I it, it worked out for me. Yeah, and uh, well, we'll talk about it a little more. I I, I kind of feel really scuzzy every time Bob Baffert wins one of these races now. It's and listen. I, there was a time I, I was good friends with with Bob, and you know, and, and American Pharaoh is one of my favorite horses of all time. But it, it's it's just you know I, I I'm not going to be surprised if two weeks from now he had three horses win on the card. I'm not going to be surprised if two weeks from now we find out they all tested positive and they're disqualified. So, um, it, it's it, and you know what? It's not just him. The the two horses I used have two of the biggest cheaters in the game too, but. They didn't cheat enough on Saturday, so I'm gonna. Uh, from now on, I'm going with the guy who I know is going to cheat on the big race day. But anyway, uh, and then we have your Texans. Yeah, Davis Mills is going to be your new quarterback. Is he though? Uh, yeah. Well, Ooh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, man. That's just when you think things can't get any dumber for the Texans. And mind you, listen. I don't dislike David. Uh, I don't dislike Davis Mills. I actually thought of the like I like him better than I like Kyle Trask and and Kellen yeah, Mond. Like yeah. I, I think that he's he's you got. Said, something. Yeah, you were saying that last week. So, but what I don't like is using your first pick in the draft. You sit around and wait, and you got one pick. And what do you do? You take a quarterback now. Here's the question I asked uh, on Friday night, and I, I think this is a, a legitimate question. And I, I'm not trying to be Texans hater here, although I am now. I'm officially Texans hater. This team is garbage. This Say franchise it, is it's garbage. Taking you a while. Here's the question: How good would Davis Mills have to be 
for the Texans not to draft a quarterback with their top three pick that they're going to have next year? Like, what would he, what would he have to? I'll do? answer that for you. He'd have to be good enough for them to not have a top three pick. Then what's <laughs> the point of taking him? Like, and, and God, don't tell me. Well, they got a backup quarterback now for the next four years. Well, we don't Dude, know that. You cannot draft your backup quarterback with the first pick you have when you've already got the worst roster in the league. It's just insanity. I, I mean, I, I guess that may, maybe you catch lightning in a bottle, uh, but that you've just got so many holes. What? There's so much turnover. You cannot afford to use that pick on something that you like on really on a player that's not going to start next year he shouldn't if he does then it's, it's then tyrod taylor's lung collapse yeah or yeah he got he got a shot from one or of you doctors. or you're just looking at it as listen tyrod taylor's not the future of our team yeah. he's he's gonna be the well, backup. If you start off one and seven maybe the kid's starting by midseason and davis mills is one of the more nfl ready quarterbacks that there was in this draft he's a smart guy he, he's he's got some skill but it's just such an odd thing, and then uh, and then they follow it up with with a wide receiver. All we talked about was, you know, it'd be nice to have a lot of things, but they have to get defense. They yeah. have to get defensive line. They have to get secondary. Like they, there's just so many holes on that defense that I mean, wide receiver is not a strength. Don't get me wrong, but wide receiver is compared to the defense. I mean, you've got guys at wide receiver. This was, and then they took a tight end before they took a defensive player, which is the most Texans thing ever. They take a tight end every single year that is guaranteed to do absolutely nothing. The last tight end they had that was good was Owen Daniels. That's it. They got a bunch of Jordans and uh, Aikens. And this they've got Warrings. oh god, Kahali wearing is is a bum. Like they've got nothing at that position, and they keep they're horrible at, at tight end drafting. Well, let me let me throw out. I'm not saying I agree with this, okay? But this is how I would uh, try to couch it as a positive. You know the defense is going to suck. It's you're not rebuilding that in a year. You're not rebuilding it with fourth round picks. No, you're right about that. So. The the three guys that they took on offense, you know, basically you get playmakers two ways: you draft them, or you assign them to a big free agent contract yes. when they're available. I think all three of the guys they took. The only the only positive I would say say to this is there's upside there. I mean, Collins opted out. We don't know he he might be better than a third round pick. Jordan is is he's a big dude who who can run. And had had some production at the college level. Maybe they finally get it right at tight end. I'm not saying they are because they never do. And you talked about Mills as a project. Well, what happens if two of those guys turn out to be playmakers? Your offense is closer to being average than your defense is. Well, we think. I don't know what it's going to be with Tyrod Taylor. So that I, I mean, if you're taking that approach, let's try to build this up for this year, and then we'll worry about the defense next year because we know that whoever we draft. Now, I would have preferred you do the opposite. Yeah, with the, you kind of gamble the upside on the defense because, to me, it's easier to find a linebacker who turns into a player for you in the third or fourth round. It turns into an impact player. But, you know, Nick Casario is smarter than all of us. We know that. And he makes that clear whenever he talks. All right. 
We are going to. I want to get more into these draft. Oh picks. God, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and, there, there's so and much. Listen, to dig at into. some point today, I want to uh, you know just kind of take a quick run through the league and who we liked for each team. And and man, we you know what we didn't even mention that the Texans traded up. Yeah. So they why they went in with like what eight picks I believe and, and came out with five five players. Yeah, and and his ex- and his that, explanation for that was stupid. I'll, Texans, we'll, we'll get to that. The Texans yeah. traded up twice. Yeah, and it, it, one of the most bonehead moves they traded up from like it wasn't even cl- they weren't even close to the pick that they traded up to, and then the guy that they wanted was gone, so they had to trade up again. Like, mm. just it's such bo- it's such a bozo show over there. It's unbelievable. Uh, we, we got plenty to discuss. It's the yeah. Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to the Blitz. Hey, guys. Sports to you. On ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. Listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. Uh, we, we talked about them trading up to get guys and only winding up with five draft picks. I think they only signed four undrafted free agents. I could be wrong about that. And I don't know if you saw Nick's explanation, but it's something like, well, we already had 78 guys under contract from, from all these one-year bums that they signed already. Uh, so, I, yeah, I know they're late-round picks, but you might hit on those. We know what these cats are. We know they can't play. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is here. I don't know what the idea is here. I just know that they... Um, you know, and he's, he's, well, I'll, I'll do this in Casario. He's so arrogant, right? Right. You get a quarterback, right? Right. <laughs> God. And it's just, every answer is the same. It's like, well, that's how, you know, we're creating competition. Well, you know, you're creating maybe competition on your team, but I don't think your team's going to be competitive with everybody else. But yeah, you know, that's what do we expect? So they uh they grade the the draft trades, okay, and they use like the Jimmy Johnson uh value chart that that he made back in the uh, in the nineties, and then they use an over the cap chart, and <laughs> according to that stuff, it's the the second worst trade up in the third round since two thousand two. Jeez! By the over the cap chart, they gave up over double the draft capital of the pick they they acquired. They gave up one hundred nine, one fifty eight, and a twenty twenty two fourth for number eighty nine. Uh, the Seahawks in twenty fifteen gave up ninety five, one twelve, one sixty seven, one eighty one to get number sixty nine. So it was. As far as that, like the the trade value, the worst third round trade 
in 15 years plus, 20 years almost. When is this team ever? And, and this is, I mean, it's just an extension of O'Brien, which is why this was such a stupid hire, and it's why dumbass Deshaun was, was ticked off before he turned all, you know, towel It's it just the same crap. Let's overpay. Let's overpay. Let's get rid of all our draft picks because we didn't have that many to begin with. And, you know, I, I don't know. Davis Mills may work out. I, I think there's at least, you know, there's at least a chance. And I guess the reason is we don't have enough of a sample size to call him a failure. And then the Texans also, when they, they traded up to uh, to pick 168, and apparently, and, you know, I can't say this. This is according to insiders. Uh the Texans traded up to get Nate Hobbs, a cornerback from Illinois. The Raiders took him right in front of him. So, so uh, they took Garrett Wallow instead. Not wise. I mean, yeah, I, I love uh, I love taking a linebacker who couldn't make any tackles on his defense this year. That that was a good one too. Uh, and, and yeah. Here's the other thing, too. I mean, I know it's a late-round pick. Most of the TCU guys that you draft, especially on defense, uh, Patterson's coached them up as good as they're going to be. And they get to the league, and they're they're never really any better. There's a few exceptions, of course, to everything. But how many of those guys have gotten to the league and gotten better? I feel like Gary Patterson yeah. gets pretty much everything out of those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they took a fat guy. Yeah. So, they needed a fat guy. That That's one need. That guy's probably starting, man. He probably is. And, I mean, again, I, I I don't know much about him. I haven't read much about Roy Lopez. But, I mean, he he seems a, a little undersized. Uh, six foot two, uh, 318 pounds. And apparently he's like a, a, you know, a nose tackle. Okay. Um, he's low to the ground. That's what, yeah, that's what it is. It, it, listen, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I can't tell you if Garrett Wallow or, or Roy Lopez is going to be good because I, I know Garrett Wallow wasn't anything special necessarily in college. We saw a lot of TCU games, and boy, he, it's not like he stood out in any of them. Yeah, and, and I honestly can't tell you much about Roy Lopez. I don't know that I, I – he certainly didn't stand out to me watching any Arizona games this year. Yeah, and I didn't watch as many Arizona games as usual because um, – yeah, you know, they didn't play as many for one thing, and I just I didn't watch as much. So it, it's just a it's a disappointing draft, certainly. And we listen, this was going to be a disappointing draft when your first pick is number sixty seven overall. You know, it's going to you're going to walk away feeling unsatisfied because you didn't get a sure thing. You didn't get a guy that you feel like this is the guy. I get that. What I don't get. And I, you, you can't convince me otherwise. As a team with, and we said it was, it was so unlikely that the Texans would be doing any kind of trading up. I mean, there were people calling in and asking, and I was like, no, the Texans won't trade up. If anything, they're going to trade down and try to have more well, draft. You picks. know what that would be smart. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating, and my my guess is maybe one of these guys, like, like if the Texans get good. In the next four or five years, my guess is maybe one of these guys is a part of it. If I had to bet, I'd probably say Collins. Probably. You know, and again, it, it is. And it, he better be because you gave up so damn much to get him. Yeah. 
He had a second round grade on him, AJ. No, like all these guys had second round grades. Then on why him, did no? According why did to Texan no fans, take him in the second round? I, you know, because they're not as smart as the Texans. Mm. Uh, there will be a new grade on Nick today. By the way, uh, he he has a new grade after the draft, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do that at four thirty. I'm just going to save it. it. It I don't know if it, I don't know if it could have been worse. I mean, it was it was about as bad as it could get. I think. Well, they went in. We knew it was going to suck. He somehow made it worse. So, with that in mind, yeah, I, I honestly, I if the only way that this works out is if like I said two of those three guys that they took in the first three picks wind up over overperforming. Yeah. So, whether and if it's a quarterback, great. That that would be awesome. But I, I think you know Collins might turn into a receiver for you. And I and you know I don't hate the tight end. It's just why, why? It's like drafting a kicker there. Here's the other thing: Do you really think that they had to like if? Do you think they had to take Davis Mills where they did like to get him? Uh, or do you think they panicked because Trask and Mond had just gone off? The I think board? they panicked because those two guys were gone. Because after that, now you're looking at a pretty significant drop off. So they took. Davis Mills at 67. The next quarterback to get drafted went 218th. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, I think you could have waited, but I'm I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, I don't know. I think there's other teams that probably thought the same thing. Here's a guy that we don't have enough of a sample size to know. Yeah, he was highly regarded coming out of high school. Of course... Almost every one of these guys drafted was highly regarded coming out of high school, but he never really had the chance to to show what he could do at the college level on a consistent basis. Oh, I, I missed I, I missed a quarterback that got drafted one thirty third. Who's that? Ian Book. Oh God. Oh. I get. You know what? I guess they were right to do it because if the next best quarterback you could have taken was Ian Book, yeah, it would have been worth all your draft picks to not take Ian Book. Gross. And they're. The thing is, I, you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. How can we? How can we? Yeah, well, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve uh, the there's there's the nothing about this organization, and I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm sure that the the snake is sitting there right in his ear, saying, oh, "That's a good character guy." Yep. One fish, two fish. Stanford's almost red. Draft him. One fish, two fish. Yeah, fish, fish. and we talk about. You know, in the past, they would always do these character guys. I think it's gone from character guy to Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. Rather have character guy. <laughs> That's just me. But I, I, and it is, and realistically, we talked about this so much last week. You even said this. It's like they're going to suck next year anyway. So the draft really doesn't matter that much. So I mean, I, I at least will give them credit for taking three guys who might be better than what what you expect them to be yeah and try to fix your off i mean your offense you know you know what if they are your offense could be average next year i think i I honestly think you could be a top 17 offense if if one of those two guys turns out to be a player yeah i'm 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 assuming mills isn't playing but who knows and your defense was always going to suck so it's not like you know getting a couple of those guys but i'm thinking two three years down the road it's you you, know, you need to start finding some guys who might become playmakers on defense because you know how many you have over there right now? None. 
Zero point yeah. zero. Same amount of money I made on the Derby. Zero. <laughs> zero. God, and this is this is the other crazy thing. The nepotism with this team is never ending. The Texans apparently took Davis Mel uh, Davis Mills because Pep knew him well. Uh, Pep Hamilton knew him well due to his close connections at Stanford. And Nico Collins, also coached by Pep Hamilton, and then tried to trade up to get Nate Hobbs, coached by Lovey Smith at Illinois. Like, uh, how is it Pep Hamilton suddenly has all this all control? This, yeah, clout. Well, is he is he the new GM? Uh, he's not even the offensive coordinator. No, the passing game coordinator. Uh, God, what an embarrassment. Oh, what an embarrassment. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I'll have your new Casario grade when we come back. I'll let you guys guess. <laughs> it won't be hard. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. We were talking a little bit on the uh, break about the you know, there, there are rumors floating around that Deshaun Watson's not going to play at all next year. And Laro asked, what is the basis of that rumor would be unprecedented to put him on the commissioner's exemplis without an arrest or a warrant? Why? Be on, they did it to Zeke Elliott. Well, no, he won't be on the commissioner's exemplis. He'll be suspended for a year. Which, exemplis would mean he would get paid. I don't right. think that's going to happen. No, no. And, and there is a lot of precedent for guys getting suspended, including Zeke Elliott for six games for not doing a damn thing. So, yes, it wouldn't be unprecedented at all. It's going to happen, probably. Just a matter of how many games, because because Goodell can do what he wants. There, there's no, you know, there's no precedent that you have to worry about. There, there's no, uh, he has no legal standing with that. Basically, Goodell makes that decision, and yeah, you know, and you said Elliot wasn't put on that list. No, why? Why are you so caught up in the commissioner's exemplist? He's going to be suspended. Different animal, man. And you can just forget that list if he's on it. It's only until they decide when to suspend him. And that's not, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Everybody keeps mentioning that. And it's like, what, what the hell? He's going to just get suspended. But, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. And then guess what? Watson will appeal. And you know who he appeals to? Roger Goodell. Fair or not, that's the way it works. But, yes, he, he is going to get a suspension out of this. The question is just how long. And it has nothing to do with the commissioner's exemplist. Anyway, I promised you a, a new grade for Nick Casario. What was his last grade? He had gotten up to three. Okay. Um, and he'd gotten to three and a half at one point, and then I had to take a half off because uh, once he signed Lindsey, which I thought was a good signing, he made the David Johnson thing look even worse. So he actually lost points for that. I'm going to go with one and a half. Uh, you were way too generous. Oh. Down I have, to one. Uh, I have dropped him to a one. Um, now, again... Things could uh, things could change. They could wind up being better than expected. 
the players that he drafted. And if so, his number will go back up. But in general, starting with eight picks and winding up with five and using the first three on offense and making a really awful deal, as you mentioned. Two of, really awful deals. Yeah. Well, one one being one of the worst since 2002. <laughs> Uh, the I, other one trading up and not even getting the player you traded up to get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh. <laughs> so that's so Texans. And added up, that's a, a serious serious loss. And you know, I'm just so tired. Why does why does a whole organization have to be dumb? Why do they all have to be dumb? Your quarterback, former quarterback, is a complete dumbass. The owner. I want to be nice here, but he probably needs assistance. And just put it that way. The then the your vice president of football ops, that guy's a clown. I mean, an app, well, he's a snake, but he's also a clown snake. Is there such thing as a clown snake? That would be Jack Easterby, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then now Casario's just another typical. Want to be Belichick? I don't know really what the hell I'm doing when you give me the the reins like Bill O'Brien did. Dumbest organization in sports. I'm trying to look up a few of the uh, a, a few and see where they like what the grades were for the Texans. <laughs> the best I've seen is a D. I see two C minuses here. Ooh. So here's one uh, for from Bleacher Report. And says, first, it starts off with, anyone going to bother reading this or should I just move on to the Colts? This draft was basically Laramie Tunsil for the Texans, who didn't get on the clock until round three and made just five picks, mainly as a result of that trade. Uh, The worst part, of course, is the Texans were so bad last year that they could have landed Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, as well as a second rounder like Christian Barmore or Tevin Jenkins with those selections that they sent to the Dolphins. They also had to use a uh, third-round pick on Davis Mills, likely because of the uncertainty surrounding Deshaun Watson. It's just a mess, and it has to be reflected in this grade to some degree, as as does the fact that fellow third-rounder Nico Collins was a mild reach at wide receiver. He ranked 122nd on the Bleacher Report uh, big board. Still, Collins and fifth-round tight end Brevin Jordan fill needs, and the intriguing Jordan could easily turn into a major steal. That at least gets Houston a passing grade under brutal circumstances. Mm. That seems almost friendly. Uh, yeah, that's that's too friendly. I, I disagree with him on Collins, though. I don't think that was a reach. Here's the uh, here is but trading up sportingnews.com. Okay, ranked the Texans twenty nine out of thirty two. So and mind you, everyone's so afraid to give uh, dra- like draft grades. They're afraid to give F's. Like people are scared to just say they stunk. They stunk it up. Thirty-two in on this deal was the Raiders. They give them a D. Nobody else got worse than a C minus. The Texans got a C minus. They were ranked 29th. It says the Texans started with little volume for Nick Cas- Nick Casario and seemed forced into getting a young developmental QB contingency to pair with Tyrod Taylor, with Deshaun's future looking less likely to be with the team. Mills was a big reach. Collins and Jordan are nice assets for the passing game, but with a weak pass defense post-J.J. Watt, Houston somehow didn't address either edge rusher or cornerback, which is what I think most people are really confused by. Like, yeah, although, honestly, I thought if they like if they traded all their picks and walked out, walked out of there with two, 
they would have a defensive lineman slash outside linebacker and well, I guess defensive lineman now. They're, now they're doing a 4-3 yeah. and a cornerback. I thought that's the two things they would have to address. They got And nine. I thought there were cornerbacks in the draft. Now, the defensive line pool dried up really quickly. It did. And I, I think by the time it got to them, I understand not going there, but there were cornerbacks to be had. The Bills took two pass rushers before the Texans got a chance to pick. The uh, the Bills also got my guy Marquez Stevenson. You're gonna be yeah. happy. you're gonna be happy with him. You watch, he's gonna be better than a six round pick. I'm calling it right now. Let's uh, squeeze Gary on. What's up, Gary? I just want to say about this draft. Uh, number one, I mean, why take a quarterback, an offensive player at all, when our defense is completely horrible? Uh, this reminded me of the first Bill O'Brien draft when we took Xavier Suofilo when Brian Hoyer is our starting quarterback. Uh, number two, it's like people tend to forget that, yeah, the Patriots are really, really successful, but they didn't have a great draft record. I mean, that's, that's just the fact. Even the owner came out and said it this time. Like, they didn't have a great draft record, and – you know, you can judge a draft, right? We don't know what these guys are going to become, but we have massive defensive needs, and you take a backup quarterback. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, like, NFL is, is not rocket science. I'm not an expert. But on a team with massive defensive needs, you don't take a player that most likely isn't even going to play this year. It, I mean, it's just, just compounding dysfunction. And, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm just going to find something else to do on Sundays. This is ridiculous. Well, it's hard to blame you. Uh, it really join, is. join me on Team Jaguar. Yeah, Fred's out. Jaguar. Or uh, AJ, I was never AJ really on the in, Bills. So it's yeah. kind of the lucky thing for me. But, yeah, it, it's a uh, – I, I can't imagine – I mean, uh, hardcore Texans fans have to be so flustered right now. No, man. They're because just, this they're, is the day of No, hope. they're defending them. I, I saw it all over Twitter. It's like, oh – I think they got a steal in Davis Mills. Oh, I think Collins is going to be a, a starter from the very beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, this this guy from Miami is really good. And our offense is going to be so good next year with Tim Kelly running it without Deshaun Watson. You know what? I've got that that uh, that draft guide in in my uh, office. I may I, during the break. I'm going to go grab it. Yeah, and I'm going to see where like because they project exactly where each player is going to go. Like what they're what what they're, we'll see how close it is. Yeah, we'll see if and, if they got a and, steal. Oh, and uh, I want you to, uh, Aaron, on that break. I want you to go look up where Lance had those guys projected, so we we can have something to compare it to. And then, do we have Lance on today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, we can still talk about his projections. Sure. Without he'll him. be on the phone, but he will be okay. part right. of the show. And uh, and then at five o'clock, I'd like to go through just take a quick run through the other teams, see who we liked, who who they got. Um, but let's, let's squeeze on, squeeze in one more call. Philip, go. Hello, guys. It's Philip, man. Hey, I just want to say the Texans, they're a joke. In the NFL, they're the biggest joke. And I, I, I'm from Houston, and I grew up being a Houston Oilers fan. I'm the Oilers. I, I'm a Houston Oilers fan. Screw the Texans, man. They never, I mean, it's a joke. Well, and that's who, all who I got to say. Who will win more games next year, the Oilers or the Texans? That's the uh, the big question. Oh, yeah, but who's going to lose more? The Texans. They certainly will. Yeah. What a mess. Said, there's plenty of team on. Uh, uh, you know, AJ's Bills drafted really well. If you And 
for a team that their bandwagon sold out though. There's yeah. a lot of new Bills fans already. Yeah. I don't need it, more. It, I like it better when people are like, "What? You cheer for the Bills? It, what?" It, and they had such a they were in such a good spot because they could kind of just draft whatever they, yeah. they wanted and I thought they did a very good job. And Lance said that the uh like the 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 tackle that they got uh who I I had to text him because I didn't really know much about him. Um I said, "Oh, who is this joker?" And Lance was like, "Oh, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa. He's like he's going to be a starting left tackle in the league." I was like, "Oh, all right. Well, look at them. Yeah, look at and, them." And I, it, like I said, I, I think especially returning kicks, but I think offensively, because you've already got enough receivers, you can bring him along slowly. Marquez Stevenson going to be a good pick. You watch. All right. I heard that eventually he'll be the Cole Beasley replacement. I think he'll he'll thrive in that role. Yeah. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5? You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. You know what I noticed when we were doing the morning show? You were sleeping? Wow. Well, we, uh... <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I couldn't tell. I mean, I thought we fired through it pretty good. But, you know, the text, the texters and twitchers were a lot cooler. They're very friendly in the morning. Yeah. Even the callers are like... Yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. And you would think, like... You know, John and Lance are kind of jerks. You'd think that their their listeners would be jerks too, but they're not. No, that was they were actually really cool. Yeah, so was nice. it was, it was, I, I you know I was thinking about that Friday afternoon. Like, you know what? I don't remember a nasty text message the entire four hours. <laughs> All right, so what do we have here? All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm looked up this this uh, guide to see w- what kind of grades these players had, um, and they put them on a scale of one to ten. Uh, like basically giving them a a a, a grade. For, so, for instance, Trevor Lawrence is a nine point seven eight. Okay, which that's that's pretty good. Uh, Davis Mills gets a six point nine five. Which l- listen, yeah. we, he's not a first round pick. We didn't expect him to get a nine point seven eight. That's all no, right. No, um, it has him here projected as a fourth or fifth round pick. Okay. He was not a fourth or fifth round pick. No, but you know what? Quarterbacks, you have to... You pay a premium, sure. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins. Uh, the the top wide receiver, Jamar Chase, was a 9.72. This is actually very uh, very good for Nico Collins. They give him an 8.79. Wow. Uh, they have him listed as, I think, the 10th best wide receiver in the draft, and I think he might have been the 9th or 10th wide receiver taken. Uh, had him listed as a third round pick, so he was a third round pick. So I guess not awful no, value, no, not, not, not a reach, as some people said. Honestly, the guy that I, I'm kind of—I I don't want to say I'm excited about him because it, there's let's, let's not, there's nothing to be excited about. Uh, Kyle Pitts was a nine point seven four for tight ends. Okay, 
Jordan Brevin is listed as the third best tight end, according to this publication. Uh, and they list him as a 7.89. They said uh, late third, early fourth round pick. Okay. Not bad, going fifth round. All right. And Jordan Brevin is like, he's one of these guys who great after after contact. Like, again, the problem is the Texans have, they already, they've drafted. I, I, actually, do this exercise, Aaron. Look up the Texans' last five years of drafts and see how many tight ends they've drafted. Can we do that? On it. And let's see. Who who else did they have? Oh, let's go defense, right? Um, let's start with oh, I guess we'll we'll start with the with the linebacker with Garrett Wallow. Uh the highest graded linebacker, uh, Micah Parsons got a nine point six one. Garrett Wallow got a 5.49. Okay, so that's less. That's less. Projected sixth round. Okay. So. About, 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 said, about the right. It, like, yeah, this magazine says, honestly, his best, uh, his best uh, contribution may be on special teams. Okay. Which, uh, it seems for like a normal text- team, that'd be fine. Yeah, but it seems like they've got 50 special teams guys. That's all they have are special teamers. <sighs> and finally... Roy Lopez. So defensive tackle is not a uh, a sexy position, but no. Christian Barmore was the highest rated one with a nine point four three. Roy Lopez gets a three point six one. So three of him would make one Barmore. Yes. Uh, seventh round slash priority free agent. Mm. So. The Texans didn't get value really with anybody. I mean, but, but they didn't really reach. No, like saying reach is is not the right word. The problem is they just took guys at positions that I won't say aren't positions of need because they need everything, but they had greater needs than what they took posi- they took guys at. Yeah. Seven one three says it's because texture trolls were still asleep. They have no job to go. Oh, to. that's possible. Yeah, that's probably it. But. Hey, you know what? You want to be a Texan fan? Be a Texan fan. I don't care. But don't don't try to sell me that they're doing anything smart here. Yeah. They're a bunch of dumbs. Uh, Barry says, y'all shilling for Casario. Patriot South done drafted a stiff for QB. Who's shilling for Casario? Fred just gave him a one. That's his one to ten yeah. grade is a one. Yeah. What, where the hell did you get that from? Dude, You must have. you must be listening to the other station. Text them instead. So you want this tight end list? Yes. Sure. How many? Okay. So of course they had Jordan this year. Okay. Last year they didn't drive a tight end, draft a tight end at all. That's crazy. They didn't have many picks last year. Twenty nineteen they drafted Kahali Waring. Okay. Twenty eighteen they took Akins and Thomas. Okay. And then twenty seventeen they didn't. The last time until they drafted Akins and Thomas in twenty eighteen, the last time they drafted a tight end was twenty fourteen when they took C.J. Fedorowicz. Okay. So, but they've taken four in the last four years. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and. Ha- like, how many tight ends do they usually have on the field? Carry the two. I think yeah, is there only one, one allowed on normally? Sometimes, Unless you're in a big like goal line package. Yeah, every once in a while, they'll run two out there. Well, I mean, you gotta you got to stack it up for your boy David Johnson to get those TDs. But, yeah, so if you can only play one of those guys, and really, the, the truth is, they don't play any of those. Like, 
Jordan Aikens gets playing time. The rest of those guys are giant wastes of, of draft picks. Um, but yeah, this is the fourth one in four years. Well, but it's the first of the Nick era. That's true. So we can't we can't you try try again. Is is that's Nick's philosophy? I would say we can't pay attention to anything that's happened over the the last few years. Now that Nick is in charge, except he did the same stuff. Yeah, overpaying a trade, draft a tight end, uh, try to explain it away like he's some kind of smart, which he isn't. Collie Waring has played in seven total games. <laughs> uh, Jordan Thomas has played in. Carry the twenty-seven games in three years. More importantly, uh, like how many receptions do those guys have? That's the real question. Uh, let's see. So you've got Aikens with ninety. Okay. How many touchdowns? Uh, let's see. Three. Okay. Clear One leader last in the year, cl- two in twenty nineteen. Clear leader in the clubhouse, by the way. Uh, Kali Waring has three receptions, zero touchdowns. Yep. And Jordan Thomas has zero receptions. Wait. Wait. Okay. He was with Houston for two years. 2020, he played for Arizona and New England. Okay. How, had, many, how many Texans receptions? I don't care about what he did in Arizona and New England. Sorry. He had 21 receptions. 20 okay. in his first year, one in his second year. Okay. How many Four touchdowns? touchdowns total. Four? Four. Oh, I thought uh, I thought uh, Aikens was the, the leader yeah. of the touchdown gang. My bad. Yeah. Well, and they got rid of the guy who had seven in a year. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, remember remember that? Well, those were the good old days. Kahali Waring's one of the worst picks. I mean, that guy's just a zero. Yeah, and like he's supposed to be a project, and it's like, okay, a project is a year, maybe a year and a half. And he was a third rounder. Now, here's something that I saw on on Twitter dot com that kind of frustrated me. Uh, don't complain about the Texans not taking defense on day three. You're not drafting starters on day three anyway. Uh, well, actually, the Kansas City Chiefs, the year they won the Super Bowl, eight of their 22 starters were day three or undrafted. So, yeah, good teams have to hit on those picks. And bad teams really have to hit on them because you didn't have any good ones. You didn't have any first or second round picks. You've got to hit on your day three picks, especially this year. You need to make something out of these guys. That's just an embarrassing thing to say. Oh, you're not drafting starters on day. Why, why even draft then? The Texans have enough crappy depth, guys. Like, if you're not drafting starters, just trade all your picks away. You're drafting hoping that those guys turn into something. You're drafting upside. And sometimes they do. Uh, and sometimes you get a guy like Arian Foster as an unsigned free agent, undrafted free agent, and that guy becomes a star. Uh, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for guys that might be able to do that for you. Somebody who's a little undersized, or maybe somebody who had some uh, reasons in college why they underperformed that you think you can develop into a player. So I de- let's do that. Let's do, let's draft well, those and, guys and, and, on defense. And that and that goes back to what I said at the top of the show. So I I can explain away what they did. I just don't agree with the philosophy. I would have done that gambling on the defensive side of the ball because yes. I think I think your offense is uh, you know depending on how. Taylor plays is going to be okay. It's not going to be great, but it should be okay. Your defense is not. Your defense is a mess. If you got two guys who were impact guys out of that draft, then at least you're taking a step in the right direction. Like think about Jordan Aikens. Where's if you were to power rank the Texans' twenty-two starters, Jordan Aikens is like probably top ten, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, he ain't much, but like, what, like I don't think of Jordan Akins as a total scrub. Like, I feel like, okay, I mean, he's starting to show a little bit. He's not great, but he's already serviceable. So Yeah, I mean, he's probably, you know, yeah, I, I don't think you can complain too much about him. He's not a star. He never will be, but he's, no, he's okay. He's a serviceable player. Yeah, you need serviceable players. But, yeah, and you've got so many guys on this roster, not only on this roster, but guys who are listed as starters who are not serviceable NFL starters. They are not, it, like, whatever you think of Jordan Akins, he is an NFL caliber starting tight end. Now, is he, you know, a, a top 10 tight end in the league? Nope. Will he ever be? Probably not. But he's serviceable. The Texans, ha- like, they, ha- they have one cornerback who should be on the field ever in a, in a professional football match. And they've got to play him at cornerback one, and he's probably a, a cornerback two at best. Your your second best cornerback is a special teamer. That's what he should be in real life. Like you've got to find those guys, guys that you can put on the field and not be embarrassed. They, I mean, the Texans are going to give up the most yards of any team ever in history. I, this has got to happen. They've got no pass rush and no secondary. They're going to be one of the worst pass defenses in the history of all time this year. All time. Write it in your notebook. All right, write this in your notebook, too. Pro dunk hoops. My kids were out hooping it up this weekend. Baseball got rained out, and then Sunday was a great day. And it wasn't raining. It was just a beautiful day. Of course, their baseball fields were soaked. But guess what wasn't soaked? My driveway. Their hoop. So they got out there and hooped it up all dang day. Uh, And I hope you're ready for summer. The kids are going to be home. They're going to be bored. They're going to be playing video games. They're going to be Snapchatting and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of nonsense. Or you could get them outside. Get them outside hooping it up uh, on their new goal from Pro Dunk Hoops. It's so simple. Go to ProDunkHoops.com, pick your perfect goal. Or you can call, and and either way works, 281-851-9822. But if you go to ProDunkHoops.com, you're going to get to see them all with your eyes. Visualize what it could look like in your driveway, your backyard, on your house, if you want a fully portable version, they've got that too. Uh, and then you can schedule your installation and pat yourself on the back for being such a good dad for once in your whole life. ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com. Well, hello. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to hrp.net to learn more. 